yeah, what is up? Welcome back to the NBA betting show here on the Outkicks Outkick Bets podcast feed. I don't know why that was such a mouthful to get out. I say it all the time. Um, it's Monday, January 29th. There's 12 games in the NBA today, and I got the homie David Troy to help me break down all of them. There'll probably be a few skips here because not all of the games are good, but it is a pretty good NBA card that I have three best bets in. Maybe I can find a fourth or fifth talking about these games with David Troy. Um, and hopefully the NBA takes more center stage. I know it will for me and you when it comes to betting, but you know, the only NFL game to bet now is just the Super Bowl. So what else are you all going to do? Sorry, Outkick fans. <laughs> this is the gambling <laughs> podcast you're getting moving forward. There'll be some golf sure. here there too, but Hopefully, people can get into the NBA. Um, I know I'm going to be firing on the NBA daily, so me and you are essentially just taking our text message conversations and recording them via podcast. Yeah, that's pretty much how this is going. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, there's 12 games in the slate today. Uh, Because there are so many games, just going to kind of breeze through them and not spend all this time getting into me and David's weekend and our current betting performance. Although I should say up front, I am currently down on the year minus 2.73 units, I believe. Yes. Um, my last day was a two and three effort this past on Saturday. So still trying to climb out of a hole. I keep bouncing back and forth between below and above zero. Um, but I'm going to finish above zero this month. In fact, that's a goddamn Jeff Clark guarantee. I like it. All right. 7 o'clock Eastern Standard tip-off. First game here that I have on my sheet. The Los Angeles Clippers are visiting the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm pretty sure Evan Mobley's making his return. He's probable, as is Donovan Mitchell. So be sure to check Underdog Fantasy or the NBA um, injury report immediately before this game tips off because who knows if both of those guys suit up. Right now, the Clippers are two and a half point favorites, total sitting at 225 and a half. I'm back in on the Clippers. Um, I probably never really like left them. They're like my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word. They're just the team that I, I can't think Detroit's stop. Your, Detroit's your guilty pleasure. I think. The Clippers make sense. They're just a frustrating team. Fair enough. But I've made money recently back in the Cavs. Um, They've been great since Darius Garland and Evan Mobley have been out injured. So I don't have a play here on this one. I lean to the under uh, because we do have good defensive teams and 225 and a half feels suspiciously low. But that's really all the analysis I have in this one. What are some things that stand out for you in this game, if anything at all? So a few things stand out. This is the third game in four nights for the Clippers. They went from Toronto to Boston to now Cleveland. Um, Then they go to Washington after this, which um, Denver did something somewhat similar recently. And if you kind of compare those two teams, they do match up fairly well. Um, Cleveland was on the road before this as well for I think four games they split two, the last two against Milwaukee um, Evan Mobley coming back should help the defense but could hurt uh, 
Jared Allen's stats, so I would just be aware of that if you're going to bet any of his overs. It could take away some of his rebounds, maybe some of his point opportunities. Um, the Clippers don't really have much length uh, or height. Um, they have a lot of like small forwards, basically, uh, on their wings. team. Yeah, so that was the word I was thinking of when I couldn't think of it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but they are playing really well lately. They've done okay in these third and four back-to-back, or not back-to-back situations, just third and four nights. Um, I would lean towards the Clippers in this game. Um, I don't really like teams when they get like a, a key player back usually. Um, but it is very possible that if they shoot poorly or they're tired or something like that, Cleveland should win the rebounding battle, battle and that's a pretty big deal. So it, this to me is a stay off. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back, and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless, from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right, we're both passing on this one. Next game, the New York Knicks visiting the Charlotte Hornets. Knicks are nine-point favorites. Total is at 221.5. My guy, Julius Randle, dislocated his his shoulder, so he'll be out for the next couple weeks. Um, Charlotte looks like they could be without LaMelo Ball, who's questionable to play, still without Gordon Hayward. Kyle Lowry is never going to play in Charlotte. And Charlotte's 10-34. and I would have a heavy lean to the Knicks here despite the injury to Julius Randle because the Knicks, as I know since I'm a Knicks fan, they they crush bad teams, especially on the road. I think they're 8-3 and three against the spread and straight up as road favorites this season. And that usually means they're playing sub-500 teams. They crush sub-500 teams. They struggle against good teams, but... Um, I think they're going to put it on the, the Hornets. I, I wouldn't bet it, though, um, because I do want to see what it looks like without Julius Randle. So that's where I'm at right now. Um, what do you think? Maybe I can get some player props going here. I'm with you on, on pretty much everything you said. First off, you can't really bet this till knowing if uh, Ball is in or not. If Ball is in, they, they could at least remain competitive in the game. Um, New York has won all three of the matchups so far by 14 or more points. Uh, to go to your point on them covering and, and kind of beating these bad teams, they do exactly what they're supposed to do. I don't think this is one where they're going to miss Julius Randle all that much. Um, 
but it still is the first one. So there might be that like figuring it out period. Uh, you're talking about a guy who plays like, I don't know, what is it? 37 minutes a game, something around there. <clears throat> so that's a lot of time for somebody else. What'll end up probably happening is, uh, he plays 36 minutes on the road. Um, it, they probably will increase their defense a little bit, but their offense won't be quite as good. Um, Josh Hart looks like he's going to start now. Um, and OG and Anobi will switch over to power forward. Um, you might want to look at Miles Bridges' uh, points prop to go under in this because Ananobi is a very good defender, and if they have him on, on Bridges, I think they'll be looking for different uh, people to contribute. So wouldn't play anything other than maybe the Knicks minus nine if I had to, but with 12 games, you don't need to play this one either. Yeah, there's really no player props listed because of all the injuries and, I don't know, the sports books are still trying to price out all these guys um, given the injury report. So not much for us one, to talk about. Huh? One to consider would be Hartenstein, just so you know. I, I know he's not listed yet, but I was looking for this one earlier. Um, he didn't play – he only played 16 minutes. Uh but the guy is like a vacuum with these rebounds, and Charlotte is not a good rebounding team against runners. So, um, depending on what his number is, could be could be worth looking into. What's a buy price for you? Mm, I think if it's eight and a half, I'd probably take it. If it's nine and a half, I'm, I would consider. If it's ten and a half, I don't think I'd play it, only because of minutes. If if I knew he was getting his regular minutes and you're sitting at 11 and a half, I still probably would take it over. Um, but it, it really depends on how long they play him. Like I said, he only played 16 minutes in the last game. So hard to say. Yeah. He's averaging 8.4 this year. I wonder what it is as a starter. I'd have to go to basketball reference, but I don't feel like clicking all the way over there. You know what I so, was thinking? Oh, go uh, ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I, I was going to say outside of his, Basically in January, right? Um, he's had 9, 26, 19, 14, 15, 20, 12, 11, 17, 4. And then two did not plays. And then he had six and 16 minutes in his last game. All right. As a starter, he is averaging 11.4 rebounds per game. Yeah. So I would actually go over if it's at 10.5. I would recommend an over. I don't know if I'd actually play it. Well, that's bullshit. You can't recommend something and not bet it. I lean to the over on that. As long, yeah. As long as it's below 11. I just, uh, I, I don't know how you get there not knowing how many minutes he's going to play. So that's my only caveat to that. You know what I'm going to look for? What? I'm going to look for assist. I think he's going to be moving the ball a little bit more because Julius Randle, um, with him with him out in the line and not in the lineup, they don't really have any distributors. Johnson? I'm talking about Isaiah Hartenstein. Hartenstein's a good is a good uh, passing big man, and I think they're going to run some more plays for him out of the high high post, so they can use some of that since Julius Randle isn't there. And I mean, his assists are probably going to be like two and a half, right? Something like that. So I'd go over there as long as the juice yeah. isn't like minus one sixty or higher. I'm going to look yeah, for that his... one actually. Yeah, that's not a bad one. Even looking at his stats before, they look pretty good, and he had one assist in 16 minutes last game. So, Yeah, all right. 
Uh, moving along, the New Orleans Pelicans at the Boston Celtics. This is a, a play that I have. Um, the total is eight and a half, nine, depending on where you shop. The, or excuse me, the spreads. Boston favored eight and a half, nine, depending on where you shop. The total is two thirty six. Actually, bet it over two thirty four um, and a half earlier this morning, but I'll give it a, out up to two thirty seven. I actually have. The Celtics winning this game. What does my model say? Just let me click over there real quick. My model has the Celtics winning 128 to 117. And by my model, I mean what I write down on the legal pad before, after I handicap these games. I'm just starting saying that's my model moving forward. I'm just jealous of people that have a model. We're going to work on that maybe over the summer. Build my own effing model. Sick of not having one. Anyways. This is kind of surprising. The Pelicans are second in three-point shooting this month. They're shoot. They're hitting like 41% of their threes behind the Los Angeles Clippers. Boston has been shooting like shit lately, but they are the best three-point shooting team. They lead the league in three-point attempt rate and three-pointers made per game. Also, New Orleans is fourth in defensive um, three-point shooting percentage. But that's misleading because they're 28th in wide open three-point attempt rate on defense. And so they're just kind of getting lucky. Like opponents have the fourth worst wide open three-point attempt rate conversion or um, percentage against the Pelicans. Essentially what I'm saying is the Pelicans' three-point defense is more lucky than it is good. And after... Boston put up a couple clunkers once against the Los Angeles Clippers um, this past weekend, which I successfully bet and kept me from getting killed on Saturday. Uh, I think they're going to come back and respond in this game. New Orleans Pelicans games average 4.3 more points per game on the road. Um, And Boston's bench and their role players play much better at home. They're already an elite bench, the best in the league, but... That is, um, that does tick up at, in Boston. So I'm going to go over 236, and I'd play it up to 237. Do you have anything in this game? Yeah, mine is actually a player prop, <clears throat> and I kind of like it two ways. You uh, you can kind of talk me through either one if you prefer. So Jalen Brown has a point total of uh, 23.5 in this game, and he has a three-point total of 2.5 in this game. Now, I looked back um, at his stats against the Pelicans, and in the last five games, he's hit at least three threes in every game, and he's gone over 23 points in four out of the five. In the one game that he didn't, he scored 23 points. Um, I did look in to see if there was anybody missing, and it didn't really seem like it in any of them, except for there was one game where Herbert Jones was not in it. I'm not sure who Jones guards, if it's Tatum or Brown, but um, regardless, I think Brown it'd be, has been kind of getting it. I think it'd be Tatum. I would think so too, but with Zion in and out so much, it's hard to be sure of it. Um, either way, Brown at home this year is hitting about two and a half threes to begin with, so it's at plus money which I kind of like for this one. Um, mm-hmm. 
he has been slowing down recently about how many attempts he takes. Um, this season at home, he has shot um, six attempts, which is about the same as on the road. And he hits 2.4 at home. He shoots 40% from three um, over the last few games. You know, if we're looking at since he missed the game on Toronto, since he's come back, he's had six, nine, three, seven, eight, two. He's only gone over this total twice out of those six games. Um, but in his last two games, he's only played a combined 24 minutes and 27 minutes. And in one of them, he went over the total. So you're really just looking for him to get kind of hot. Um, he's been rather low with his point total lately, which kind of scares me off his, two, uh, his 23 and a half. Um, and I think him with at plus money for this to get three threes is actually a pretty good look. And like I said, he's hit it in all five of his last five games against the Pelicans. I would go, I would go over the threes because of the plus money payout. We're looking at plus one thirty, plus one thirty two at FanDuel for over two and a half threes. At home this year, his three point shooting on the road is 31.5% at home. It's 40.5%. His offensive rating climbs from 107 on the road, excuse me, on the road to 117 um, at home. I kind of feel like because he's an all-star, his home road splits aren't usually this dramatic, but apparently not. So I would go over the three-pointers, though. He just shoots better across the board at home. Yeah, I agree. And yep. I'm just, yeah, and I'm high on the offense in this one. So I'm actually going to sprinkle on this one. I'm not going to make an official, like, play as far as, like, what I'm, what I'm like, record-keeping this year, but I will follow you on this one and make a little sure. side bet on the over also, Jalen Brown three-pointers. I didn't, I didn't mention this either, but according going. to um, – Hashtag basketball. New Orleans has one of the easiest matchups for uh, small forwards against three pointers, or to make Match three pointers. Basketball. I guess. I've never heard of that. Hashtag basketball. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I never heard of that. I used so, fantasypros.com daily fantasy. They'll do that, and yeah. they have the Pelicans giving up the second most three pointers per game to small forwards. Let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. One Over time. Three. One time. Hold <laughs> on. What is my, the guy that I know who I place bets through? Some might call him a bookie, but that would be illegal for me to do that. So a guy that I know, he's got the, the Jalen Brown three-pointers over under. Oh, God. Where is it? Three-pointers made. Bear with me, fellas. Bear with me. Jalen Brown, three or more is plus 127. So let's do it. I'm on. I'm on board. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, moving along. So we have over Jalen Brown, threes, and over for the game. The Phoenix Suns at my I'm, – I'm, I'm a Knicks fan. But the Miami Heat, which I am a, an adopter of the Heat culture. I live by Heat culture. I exude heat culture. 
I've lost a lot of money this year on heat culture <laughs> and last regular season. But David, you know I plan on making it all back come postseason. Unfortunately, it's January 29th, and I'm not sure what kind of heat team we're going to be getting. The market seems to think that they, uh, they're they going to win this one. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. Total is 229-and-a-half. Suns just lost yesterday, right? Yep. Who did they lose to? It wasn't really close. Magic. Yeah, it was a no-show. So second of a back-to-back, but obviously not a long travel. I'm not sure what the travel is from Orlando to Miami, but, you know, not very long. Maybe an hour or so, yeah. Yeah, quick drive. Um, I got nothing in this game, dude. I'm stalling to think of something, and I got got nothing. I don't know. I don't know. I I lean to the Suns. I just don't want to bet against the Heat because I'll feel like an idiot once they lose or once they win. Yeah, I I don't know, man. This is not a game that I really have much in. Phoenix is three and four with no rest against the spread this season. Um, but Miami has been playing so poorly lately and they have a new ad- addition. They also are just three and five against the spread with the rest advantage this season. So is there it, a it's single, not a game to play. Do the, Are you looking at like their list of results, ATS results? Like, can you find a winning ATS record for the Miami Heat in anything, in any trend? Probably not. Which just is, lose against the spread all the time. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Um, home favorite? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Rest advantage? Home, no. Home team, they're not even. Yeah. They're only they're eight and fourteen. Um, it's home favorites or as as a home team straight out, not even as a favorite. They're five and eight against the spread against uh, non conference in non conference games. You would think the Suns are going to want to win this game because they've lost, what, two in a row or whatever, but the Heat have also lost a bunch in a row. And in some of these, you know, yesterday was kind of an embarrassing loss to the um, Magic. Magic, and then before that they had a bad loss against um, the Pacers. So I don't know, man. I, I don't like anything about this game. Heat are still trying to add Terry Rozier into everything. The Suns are, I don't know, dealing with Beal being in and out of the lineup, Durant being somewhat in and out of the lineup, and Booker is now scoring like 60 points a game. So it's it's complete chaos over there. All Don't right. play it. All right, pass. Next game, 7.30 Eastern Standard tip-off, Utah Jazz at the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets, this is a coin flip game, right? Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn Nets are actually slight underdogs, plus one. So minus 115 on the money line for the Utah Jazz. Sit to, total, excuse me, sitting at 235.5. I almost talked myself into the Nets. They've taken a lot of excruciating, tough losses uh, lately. They, 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 they choked for David the other day um, against the Houston Rockets. They were favored by three and a half. Went into the fourth quarter with a double-digit lead and ended up winning by less than three and a half. I think it was two to not cover. Um, so I thought maybe it could be a buy-low spot. In their first meeting this year, the Nets closed as a three-point favorite in Utah. Now, lots changed since then. Utah is an above 500 team. The Nets are currently nine games below 500. Um, but 
I still do think it is too big of a move considering how poorly Utah has played on the road this year. That being said, I won with the Brooklyn Nets plus three and a half against the Minnesota Timberwolves a couple days ago. And I feel very lucky. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chill. I'm betting the Nets for now. Yeah, I won't I likely won't bet this unless I hear that Ben Simmons is in. If Simmons is in, I think I probably will take the Jazz. Um, he is playing. Because I think he is for sure. I don't want to say for sure in anything with okay. the NBA, but he was yeah, activated. He's not on okay. the injury report. <laughs> okay. Know. Well, so probably. All right. So the only thing is that, it, you know, Simmons is – good on defense, but he's not going to do much on offense. Right. And I do think that the jazz want to run and and play offense, but probably not compete much on the defensive end. Um, So I kind of like the idea of you're playing five on four out there against the nets, um, at least on one end of the court. The jazz have been better. They have played pretty well on this road trip um the nets against the clippers collapsed in the fourth quarter against the knicks collapsed in the fourth quarter and against the rockets collapsed in the fourth quarter against the timberwolves they actually did win it and got you your cover they won that quarter by five points that was the first fourth quarter that they've won outside of that they've actually been winning most quarters so um i find it a little strange that Utah is is Utah the favorite or are they is it a yeah, slight favorite? Okay, yeah, Utah won the first game by twenty something points, right? Or I think it was fourteen. No, not uh, it's like one twenty seven to one thirteen something like yeah, that. Seven seventeen. It was one hundred eight to one twenty five. Um, so in theory, you would think that the Jazz coming here should be the winner of this game. Most things on my side point to the Jazz. I just, I don't know. It's probably better to stay off of it. Um, you don't have to play every game in, in this one. Most things, though, make me lean towards the Jazz and, and taking them. Yeah, because my model is on, on a legal notepad, I want to. I should probably be betting less games. You know, because I got to like dig into the matchups. That's how I handicap truthfully. Looking at the yeah. matchups, looking, asking you for advice or your thoughts on like the situational analysis, stuff like that, you know, just combing through Twitter vibes sometimes, you know, I don't really have it down to, to decimal points like some of these math guys or model guys have it. So I should be playing lesser games and that's a good um, bit of advice. Like you're not forced to play any game. I think in a perfect world, Ben Simmons replaces Spencer Dinwiddie in the starting lineup. I think Spencer Dinwiddie is actually the worst shooter in the league. I think I, I heard that somewhere on the interwebs Um, and like Ben Simmons doesn't want to shoot, which is perfect for Cam Thomas, Mikhail Bridges and Cameron Johnson, you know, and they do need a little bit of defense and Spencer Dinwiddie to me, I'm I'm not a Spencer Dinwiddie guy, but to me, he could be like a very, very good six man. Like dude, just come in and score. Like that's all you got to worry about. Like get to the basket, get to the foul line, put up your stupid little shots. If you're hot, great. We'll keep you in there. If not, whatever so but Ben Simmons isn't in the starting lineup we still got to deal with Spencer Dinwiddie and we've talked for this game for too far too long so I'm just going to move over not so seamlessly to the Los Angeles Lakers visiting the Houston Rockets at 
tonight. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers are slight favorites, pretty much a coin flip, actually. 232.5 is the total. I have put the Lakers on the ban list. I am done betting this fucking team for or against them. I hope they rot in hell. I hate them so much. I hate LeBron James, LeBron sexuals, LeBron sycophants. This team is such bullshit. That loss that I took with the Warriors against them the other night, took it took years off my life. I'm still, as you can tell, I'm still very, very, very unhappy about it. And it's just, it's the same shit we saw in the second half of them last year. They had 27 more free throws than the Warriors. Granted, the Warriors foul too much. They don't get to the foul line very much. So there should be a free throw discrepancy in L.A.'s favor. And that foul on LeBron James at the end of the second overtime, which gave him two free throws and ultimately gave the Lakers the lead and the win, was the right call. It just, just watching it, it pisses me off so much. And even when I bet on them to win, they screw me. I'm just done with this team. I really am. I, it goes back to your previous point where you don't have to bet every game. I don't. I do this in football. There's just certain teams that I'm like, I'm good here. <laughs> I'm good. Like the Steelers, like early in the year. I was like, you know what? Not going to bet. It. I'm not going to bet a Steeler game. Why? Why? What's the point? And that's what I'm doing here. I'm not betting the Lakers. And I don't really like betting the Rockets either. Sorry to rant. What do you got in this game? I think you you took a, a position. Yeah, I like Houston in it. Um, they luck, lost man. the first one. Huh? Good luck, man. I'm rooting for you. Thank you. These guys. They lost the first one at Houston earlier this season, uh, 128 to 94. Um, then they beat them by one in Los Angeles, and then they beat them really badly in the last one. I guess not really badly, but they won by 10. Um, last month. Part of this, though, is they did just come off a double overtime game. They played um, uh, the Warriors, like you were talking about. Now they're playing Houston, and then they play Atlanta tomorrow, and then they have to play Boston. I can't imagine LeBron plays in all three of these games. And I definitely don't see him playing in this one because you got to deal with Dylan Brooks. And not that Brooks is that good, but if you're smart and you're the Lakers, you probably sit LeBron at this point because you're like, if anybody's going to hurt the guy, it's going to be Dylan Brooks who does something stupid. Right. Um, Now the one thing that does have me a little concerned is that uh, Udoka in the last game against LeBron, or maybe it was two games ago, um, called him like a bitch or something like that. And um, you've probably seen the, clip online but that stuff could be something that lebron could have circled you know the calendar or something about Dude, this i do think abort. lakers are a better team <laughs> abort don't so? do this yeah man yeah he, he hates dylan brooks he now hates Amy yudoka the uh, the free throws man it's complete bullshit i'm telling you De- la is second defensive free throw attempt rate houston's 28th they're going to get stupid fouls. They're going to. Like, you you were putting so many eggs into your situational oh, situational analysis basket, and maybe you're dead on on this one. This, to me, as a, as a, as a, 
as a fellow gambler, as a homie, it feels like you're trying to fit it into a tight window. This one would be a one that I would recommend you staying away from. Everything you said up until the Emma Yudoka point was like, all right, yeah, dude, I'm, 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 I'm following you. It was like, you know what? Yeah, Emma did call him a little bitch, and he might just go out there and put a 40 on these guys because of it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So maybe it is best I lay off. I probably will at your advice. Um, the one thing I, I will say, though, is if LeBron plays today, don't expect him to play tomorrow. I, yeah. I can't imagine he's going to play back-to-back, even Davis. And maybe they sit one of them tonight and then play the other one tomorrow because they do still need wins. They're only 24 and 23 on the season. Um, the Rockets are 21 and 24. So th- this could be an important game long-term for them. Um, I just I can't see them playing back-to-back games, especially after a double overtime. Yeah. So that's part, part of the reason that I wanted to grab this. But you're probably right. I, I may be forcing it and just being like, oh, it's, you know, it's the bad spot for the Lakers. But in reality, it's there's probably more to it than that. All right, man. Hopefully I saved you some money. But I'll tell you what, if the Lakers win or the Lakers, if Houston wins, I'll feel like an idiot. So maybe don't listen to me. It's just right when you said the, the Udoka no, point, it. it's just like, you know what? That's probably enough for him to actually play. No, I, I fully get it. You're you're good. Um, all right, moving along then. The uh, Washington Wizards at the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Spurs are four-point favorites. That's kind of crazy, but I guess it's justified because the Wizards are trash. Neither team's really missing anyone. I don't consider Zach Collins to be really anyone. I'm not, I'm not a fan of his game. They actually play better when he's not in the game. Total sitting at 241.5. Um, I've, I got nothing on this game. I got nothing. These are two teams that I've, that, uh, that I've banned. I actually bet against the wizards with the Pistons this past weekend. And that, that was the first, that's like what got me angry about this weekend. Like that was the first loss that I took that made me mad. Um, um, main, the, 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 the main loss that I took was actually a golf loss, but it was just a shitty weekend for me and the wizards represent that. So I'm not betting it, even though I do lean to the wizards and I'll tell you why after you give me your thoughts, I just got to confirm it with the stats. So I would say I lean to the other way. I lean to the spurs. The spurs were able to beat, um, the wizards on the road last time they played. Uh, they have the best player in the game. The Wizards are also coming off of a win, which is not something they normally do. This is their last road trip game before they go back home. These are all things I don't like about them. Uh, San Antonio is going to be at home right after this. Uh, They've been at home prior to this, so they should be more comfortable in their spot right now. Um, They're letting Wembyana play a lot more than they had been um yeah they upped his use or his uh, minutes restriction yeah so you know now he's coming around 28 to 30 minutes a game and his success is showing um he had 24 points eight rebounds four assists and six blocks in the last game against the wizards uh i am I, I think the Spurs win. The Spurs have been home favorites three times this season. 
and they have won all three games and their margin of victory, 18 points. So is this a, is this a lean or is this an official bet? I would say it's a lean still because to be honest with you, I don't like either of these teams. Like you, you can't count on either one of them to do the thing that they should do. Um, the wizards have a new coach that could put them in some nice rotations that are going to be different than the last time that they played against the Spurs. I, I don't know. I don't like it. It's yeah, I'm looking for something here and just they got nothing. Yeah. It's just, it's not a good, like if you're going to be trying to make money off of like the wizards and Spurs, the only real ways to do it are when they're like dogs and you, you can predict when they're actually going to win games. That's about the only thing that I can think of. I think I will say point, this. I thought your point about the, them as favorites is good though. Cause there's a small yeah. sample size, which isn't a good thing in terms of what we're talking about, but it's like, I don't know. They're not overrated. They're properly rated by the market, you know? And then yeah. when the market's like, you know, no, this is the time to buy them. They're right. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I would say though, is two. um, the Spurs were two point favorites. Um, or excuse me, two point dogs in the first game that only happened nine days ago. And now they're four point favorites. That's a pretty significant shift yeah, it is. in terms of the line in their favor. So that does show a little bit of strength for the Spurs as well, but it's also hard to beat a team twice in 10 days in the NBA. So no matter how bad they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was looking at Devin Vassell as maybe over points, but yeah, that's not a bad look spending too much time in this game. Probably let's move along. What do you say? Okay. Sure. Uh, Minnesota at Oklahoma city. This is the fourth and final regular season meeting between these teams. Mike Conley has just hit the injury report. He's questionable with something. I didn't even click on his name. Thunder minus two and a half hosting the Timberwolves again. Over under is 225, 223, depending on where you shop. I made a bet on the uh, Thunder over this morning, um, minus two and a half. I just like the matchup for them. They're going to they're gonna own Minnesota in the battle of possessions um because they take care of the ball much better and they um force turnovers at a much higher rate they in the three previous thunder timberwolves games this year the oklahoma city thunder average 11.7 fewer turnovers that's a lot of possessions to overcome and the thunder's lack of size but like versatile ball handling athletic guards could be a problem for the, for the Timberwolves, right? They can kind of play Gobert off the floor possibly, which would then remove Minnesota size advantage. And the fact that they dribble penetrate so much, they, they lead the league in the NBA and the lead the NBA in drives per game is a big reason why they have a really high wide open three point attempt rate and why they're, I think third and three point shooting percentage. So I think the Thunder are uh gonna win the battle of possessions and get more better uh, get better looks. So I'm gonna lay the two and a half of them. What do you think? I like that play uh as well. Um I don't normally like playing teams that are coming off a of back to back with travel, especially, mm-hmm. but this is I think I think 
the Thunder are a team you can count on in a lot of ways. And one of them is I think that they are going to be um, very pissed off that they lost to the Pistons yesterday. And they didn't just lose. They were kind of embarrassed. They, it was a convincing loss. And um, yeah. They were clearly not prepared for that game. And I think part of that mm-hmm. is they were looking ahead to this one today. Yeah, maybe. So now they are going to be back at home. They're going to face Minnesota, a team that, you know, they're both kind of younger, up-and-coming teams. Um, this one matters more. And I expect them to play that way. I think the Thunder win this fairly easily. Um, I, I've i said this before to you. I don't think that this is one of those games where the spread necessarily matters. I think the Thunder probably win either by 10 or they lose the game. I don't know that there's going to be much in between. Yeah. You know, I hate I don't that think stuff. It, I know, but it usually on those, when I feel that way, it, it, it usually is right. Um, and I would say that, Dude, I, I, I would say that Timberwolves are a real candidate to win the game outright. Don't get me wrong. They, oh, yeah. um, in, in Oklahoma city, they won by 23 the first time that they played this season. Um, the other two games have been a lot closer. So Thunder won by five in Minnesota last time and then won, uh, lost by three in Minnesota the first time they played. Dude, I won this week and I had the Warriors plus two and they lost by one to the Kings. And I had, I had the uh, Nets plus three and a half against the Timberwolves and they lost by two. So yep. those are just two like recent examples of me taking points and them that being a factor but well yeah there's the, math the, reasons back in your stuff your your analysis yeah. as well i want to i want to be clear i'm not saying the spread never matters what i'm yeah. saying is in this particular game i don't think the spread matters mm-hmm. and yeah like you said you have you you when you feel that way it, it usually comes to fruition so i'm not hating i'm just saying it's just funny yeah, i got you um, next game, Sacramento at the Memphis Grizzlies. I kind of like how the Memphis Grizzlies have been playing lately. Um, they're nine point underdogs. Like, I feel like they've been feisty. You laugh. Yeah. No, cause it's pissing me off because the game's like, oh, I this thought I said the, something the, stupid, but you, you picking no. up on what I'm saying. Like they're covering games. Yeah. They shouldn't be. This is, it's been absolutely absurd. The game, they beat the magic outright. They beat the heat outright. They play. They hung with the Pacers yesterday. Yeah, like Vince Williams is good. He's a good basketball yeah, player, it, I guess. This is the typical like anybody who plays them is like John Morant's not here. Why am I even playing this mm-hmm. game against Memphis and a bunch of guys that I've never heard of? And so they all come in and then they get their asses kicked. And it's been happening for like two weeks now, and it makes no damn sense. So I'm going to tell you this: you can say whatever you want. I'm not playing this game. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want anything to do with the Grizzlies. All right. Well, let's move on then. I think Sac- Sacramento is not as good as their record indicates. Um, at least according to Cleaning the Glass. Yeah, at least CleaningTheGlass.com. They lead the NBA in win differential. They have 4.1 more wins than they should based on net efficiency. Their net rating in non-garbage time is right. 18th it's minus 0.1 
right? But again, <laughs> they are a 59% winning. They have a 59.1% winning uh, rate. So I'm with you. Let's 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 pretty much ban these this game, um, or at least skip it here. The next game, Thunder. Excuse me, not the Thunder. The Mavericks are hosting the Orlando Magic. The Mavericks right now are four-point favorites. Total is at 227 and a half. Um, I think the Mavericks probably put them on, put, it, put it on the Magic. The Magic are really good at home, and they suck on the road. The Dallas Mavericks are coming off of a loss. Dallas Mavericks a couple years ago were like the best team to bet coming off of a loss. They tailed. Uh, they they weren't that good last year, and this year they're back to being really good following a loss. So I lean to them, um, but I don't have an official play in this one yet. What do you think? Yeah, so I, I'm taking Dallas in this. 13-7 uh, and seven after a loss uh, against the spread. Orlando, like you mentioned, is not a very good road team. Um, they just recently went on the road, lost to um, Memphis. They had to play yesterday. They beat Phoenix fairly easily. Um, but they also now have to travel on a back-to-back. I want to say this is the third game in four nights for both of them, but I need to look into this. But this would be third game in four nights with a back-to-back for the Magic and not the Mavericks. The Mavericks were at home. Luke obviously scored 73 on Friday um, and then came home. Yeah, this is third and four for both of them. Uh, Just tired legs. Yeah. Um, again, it was kind of a the, – the loss to Sacramento, they even stayed kind of competitive, even though, like I said, Luca has got was probably gassed, so he – he probably sat around and did literally nothing yesterday is my hope comes in and his little refresh Smoke, this one and... smoking cigarettes and shit. <laughs> yeah. The typical European thing. Yeah. Um, Drinking Coke, smoking, smoking cigs. That's right. They're going to, ha- they, they'll have no uh, Kyrie in this game, but I don't think they need him with Orlando coming in. And I want to say after this game, Orlando goes back home, which I hate. No, they don't. They go to San Antonio. Okay. Um, yeah, so for me, it's Dallas minus four. I don't, I don't have an issue with it at all. Dude, you know what I want to do? I want to do it. I want to do it. I just found it. I, I'm sorry. This kind of conflicts with your bet, but I think they both can get home. I'm gonna go under 37 and a half points for Luca. Pinnacle has that at minus 130. You can get a minus 105 at DK though. So the sharper book is this book is taking action on the under from its whale clientele and the. This the square recreational shop is taking over action on Luca. Yeah, he scored seventy three against Atlanta. Uh, otherwise, he's went under thirty seven in one, two, three, four, five, six of his uh, six of the other seven games he's played recently. I mean, obviously, I mean this is the most common sense logic ever. Thirty seven and a half is a lot. Like the. The Mavericks could beat the shit out of like if the Maverick, Mavericks put it on the Thunder, they're gonna probably rest Luca, right? And like this could be like yeah. a weird Tim Hardaway game. Plus, with how Luca plays and how good Orlando is at defense and their length, like they could just make it tougher for him to shoot over them, right? Uh, I think you're 
100% correct about the uh, the under on him, and I don't think it hurts my play at all. Because, honestly, one of the other things that I like about this is the Magic are full of role players. And we know role players are not as good on the road, which is part of the reason the Magic aren't so good, but they're better at home. And Luka, without Kyrie, is basically a team of a bunch of role players. Tim Hardaway Jr. will probably have a good game in this, and his point total is only at 17.5. But uh, that's part of what plays into this. So I, I do think both can be accurate. I mean, he ended up playing 40. Luca played 46 minutes the other night against Sacramento after playing 45 the night before. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, they almost come back and won that game, too. It was on the Mavericks. I made yeah. it like a last-second sucker bet on that one. So it was like, I don't know, whatever. But I'm going under Luca 37.5 points. I actually just put that bet into my account. I still got to get Jalen Brown over threes. But building a nice little card here. Got five plays. Um, we'll talk about the other one here in a second. Um, is that right now? It is. The Milwaukee Bucks visiting the Denver Nuggets. The spread on that one is I got Bucks plus four. It's minus four and a half at Caesar. So if you like the Bucks based on the analysis I'm going to give you here in a second, I would say go to Caesars and bet the four and a half. I took the four already, not doing the money line thing. I just, you know, the Bucks have the size to at least frustrate Nikola Jokic. Whether or not it works, probably won't. Could, you know, at least a little bit. Um, they at least have the personnel to make life difficult for, for Jokic. Damian Lillard and Jamal Murray effectively cancel each other out, but Damian Lillard, to me, is a better player. Both scoring guards, right? And um, Damian Lillard can get his own offense better than Jamal Murray. Also... The Denver Nuggets just don't have the three-point shooting to, like, space out Milwaukee's defense. Like, Milwaukee wants to pack the paint a little bit and force you into contested threes, but you can get good looks by moving the ball and by, you know, kind of chucking threes, adding a little variance to it. And just Denver doesn't do that. They are currently 25th in three-pointers per game. They They don't put up a lot. They're a good shooting team, but... They're not going to, like, space the floor out. So I think Milwaukee's defense, even though it is terrible, um, shows up in this game um, or at least overperforms expectations. And the one major basketball edge that I see for the Bucks is the fact they can get to the free throw line at a bet much higher rate than than, than the Nuggets. Um, the Bucks are averaging 3.3 more free throw attempts. Um, per game than their opponents, and Denver's at minus 1.7. So I'm going to go with the Bucks. Um And this could be Doc Rivers' first game, right? Could be. I'm a Doc Rivers apologist, dude. I think the culture that he establishes, and I've heard this from former colleagues at the Clippers, that people just love Doc Rivers. Like, he's just a good dude. Um, yeah, he's He'll come up short. a good short. dude and suck as a coach. Yeah, but, like, he sucks as a coach in the playoffs against other great coaches and against good teams, which you could – obviously, that's the Nuggets, right? They're the reigning champions. But, like, he is an awesome regular season coach, and I think he's going to get the most out of the Bucks to end the season. You disagree with me, huh? 
I I don't like uh, Doc Rivers. He is a good regular season coach, but I don't think he makes adjustments well, and he definitely isn't going to solve the Bucks defense problem in the past or in uh, in the small span of time that he's already been with them. Um, my play in this one would be the the Nuggets in the first half to win uh, or cover, I guess minus two. <clears throat> The Nuggets are only 12 and 10 at home in the first half, so maybe the first quarter. I'll, I'll look and see what the difference is. But the Bucks in the first half are the worst road team in basketball. Really? They're three and 15 against the spread in the first half. That's not good. So this is their first game on the road after being at home. The Nuggets have already been there, so that's another advantage to this play in my mind. Um, it's uh, if if Rivers is coaching. Do you know if he's coaching or not tonight? I'll look it up. If he is coaching, that should take a little bit of time to adjust to what he's trying to have them do on, on offense. Now, in fairness, he may just be like, "Look, go do the same thing you guys have been doing. We'll figure it out as we go." I don't know. Um, and I have again, like you said, I have no problem with Doc Rivers personally, but I I don't think he's some sort of amazing coach. I think he's just overrated. Um, and in this particular case, like you're probably going to see a pretty similar offense and a pretty similar defense to the Bucks in the past, and and that kind of leads me to want to take the uh, the Nuggets for the full game. But I do think the first first half is probably a better bet. First quarter might be the best one. Uh, let me take a look and see what what we've been looking at for them lately. According to Woj, as of a few days ago, Doc will be making his Milwaukee debut tonight against Denver. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to switch it to the first quarter instead of the first half. First quarter is only minus one. So maybe even just the money line to save yourself in case it does become something crazy. But um, the Nuggets are uh, in the first quarter at home this year are 16 and six against the spread. The Bucks are five and 15 against the spread. They are one and four in their last five games. The Nuggets are three and two in their last five games at home. So signs are all pointing towards the Nuggets being the right first quarter side. Plus, I think I think Giannis comes out around like the six minute mark, usually. Not some not some good analysis. I I can't remember. I know Portis usually comes in around the six-minute mark, and maybe it's for Lopez. I usually I, I had this stuff written down, but I, I don't know where I put it. Um, you know, just something to, to consider. I, I would say first quarter is probably a better look. All right, we got one more game to talk about. Nothing that I'm very excited to discuss. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers at the Portland Trailblazers. 76ers right now are. Double-digit favorites, touching 11 at some books, 10.5. Seems like the most, I don't know, it's anywhere between 10.5 and 11. Total is at 223. There's so many injury question marks about Philly. Um, Portland, almost at full strength. They're missing Shaden Sharp, but they suck, so whatever, 13 and 33. Philly could be without Maxi, Tobias Harris, who insists he'll give it a go tonight or will try to. And Joel Embiid, who 
missed Saturday's game against the Denver Nuggets. I actually, he only has six more games he can miss before he's not eligible to win the MVP. I am really rooting for him to go over that number. I, it is so fucking whack that he skipped Jokic yet again in Denver. He bailed on this game yet again. It's, it's garbage. It is. It's, it, I hate to make it like this, but it's just a bad example for the kids. <laughs> it really is. Just play, dude. Like, what is your deal? Like, do you... These NBA players have no appreciation for all the work done before them by the NBA, the former NBA players that have built the league to its point where they can make the kind of money that they're making. And to not show up in these regular season games and just blow it off as like inconsequential. It's like you were hurting the future of your sport with this. All right. So I'm going to get off my soapbox and officially say pass on this game, but I am rooting against the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to play the 76ers, not knowing who's actually going to play in this one. They, they, if somebody was actually injured in the last game, like Harris or Maxi or even Embiid. I don't know that they would necessarily play in this one. Um, Trailblazers played last night, and they actually do try. I mean, like for all the bad things that you can say about Portland, they're they are putting in the effort. So I probably wouldn't touch this one one way or the other. All right. Well, my official best bets, and tonight's card is over. 236 in the Pelicans Celtics I'm going over two and a half three pointers um, thanks to the analysis of uh, two and a half three pointers for Jalen Brown thanks to the analysis of Dave here um, do you prefer Dave or David I've never asked you that what do you prefer I don't really care most most people call me David though alright you can call me the dragon I'm going there we go Oklahoma City Thunder minus two and a half I'm going under Luca, thirty-seven and a half points. I'm taking the Bucks plus four. Do you have a, a single best bet you can give our listeners? Um. Well, you already said the two and a half for Browns. Let, let's go with the Nuggets first quarter minus one, or money line if you prefer it. Um, let's call it money line just to be safe. All right, rooting for the Nuggets to get off to a hot start and the Bucks to run them down and cover plus four. There you go. Both Fine. could happen. And yeah. the Mavericks can win, and Luka goes under. I like it. I like all of it. Good stuff, buddy. Let's uh, connect again Wednesday, come up with some more NBA best bets. Pay attention to the Outkick Bets podcast feed. I'll be doing a golf podcast tomorrow for AT&T's, uh, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Otherwise, it's pretty much just NBA and golf for the rest of the year. I obviously, we'll do a Super Bowl podcast, but... We'll talk to you guys later this week. Peace.